This is your favourite podcast, you say? Well, that's pod rocket science. Gang! Folks, last episode of the series. We've made it. If you're listening to this, I can assume that you're either a faithful listener or someone who's just jumped on this last one because you know Ethan. If you're the latter, go back and listen to the rest. My listener numbers are falling wildly and I could really do with the support. By now, you know the podcast. There are two kinds of people in this world and it's starring me, your host, Kirsty Gledhill. Each week, we get on a new exciting guest to debate a topic on which me and them differ in opinion. However, this is one of those weeks where we kind of abandon the premise. This week, I'm joined by Mr. Ethan Williams. And God bless the guy, his heart was in the right place. But as you'll see, the fella really did struggle to write down some sort of coherent topic. And I think just wanted to chat about some things in his life a bit, you know? And the Dogcast is nothing if not an opportunity for people to void whatever grievances they have, regardless of the quality of the content. Coming up on the podcast today, Ethan introduces us to some new concepts. Have you heard of... Bread? He talks about things and then tells us that the things he's talking about are, in fact, the things that he's talking about. We met at some point and what a meeting it was. And you're on the barge. And what a barge that is. And he has a bloody good time. Somehow, some, some bloody how. It was more than that, it was a cafe. You know, mm. it was a cafe. Bloody A. Star worker, star listener, star bloody tea server. You can sit on the floor. You can sit on the bloody floor. That's enough for the introductions, though. Just before we start, one other thing to note is to keep your eyes peeled on the social medias for the next couple of weeks, as we will be doing some in-between season episodes and we'll be asking for the audience's input on that, which is incredibly exciting. As always, email us or DM us any comments you have on the episodes, thedogcast2 at gmail.com or at the underscore dod underscore cast on Instagram and Twitter. And finally, without further ado, let's get into the final episode of season one of the Dogcast. And can everyone please welcome Mr. Ethan Williams to the podcast. Hello, Ethan. Hello, hello. Buenas noches. Buenas noches, indeed. We are, you know, we're on the time of the Meridian. This is the time where the Spanish start to eat food. And I have started to drink my apple juice. Indeed. So how are you? How am I? All good. You're excellent. Well, well done, Ethan. Would you like to tell the listeners a wee bit about yourself? How, 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 how do you know me, and what, 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 what are you doing in life? What, what's going on? 
this is an excellent question, Kirsty. You know, so <laughs> let's cast our minds back to the good old, the good old autumn of. 2016. Oh, what a year. What a year. I would say one of my best autumns. And I've had a bloody good autumnal time, you know. <laughs> I am often known as autumnal Tom. It's been it's been served and I try to stop them, but they just say it anyway. Right, can I can so I just I'm, say that me me and Ethan have been chatting for like a good hour before this and he has saved all this top quality humour for until we've started recording. <laughs> autumnal you know, they, Tom. Hello. We clicked that button. And it's radio gold. <laughs> but I guess, you know, you'd have to start with that good old 2016 October times. Uh, me and Kirsty, we, we attended a a rather interesting place <laughs> St. John's College. Now, so we kind of attended this place. And I guess we just met, you know, on the corridors of Curtis. Bloody C or D. Or D. The lift just went up and down, up and down. It did, didn't it? Uh, to get to the laundry, yeah. I had to go past Ethan. To get out, Ethan had to go past me. Yeah. We couldn't pinpoint where we met, but boy, did we meet. We met at some point, and what a meeting it was. <laughs> you know, it probably involved some kind of natural chemistry that I'm sure is <laughs> signified right here. But yeah, I feel like I need to cut the chase. So I am, you know, a boy. And right now I am stood in front of a girl, but I'm not asking her <laughs> to like me because this is a Notting Hill. And as, as looks go, I'm not quite Hugh Grant. But instead, <laughs> I'm just a, just a little boy from the town of Preston, a city as of 2002 when good old Lizzie for do you know what? Let's let's settle this old Blackpool Preston thing. <laughs> make one of God damn she did. And she chose the one with probably the better bus station. And that was happening. <laughs> and alas I find myself slowly trickling down to a London town. But I've taken a little hiatus. That hiatus <laughs> has been in the city of Birmingham. Whoop whoop. Yeah. Actually, a celestial home of our lovely host here. And we've tried to, you know, geographically cast her. And basically, she would not be allowed to come to my house at the moment, given <laughs> COVID restrictions. But I can assure you, the garden panels are raised and ready to welcome. We she cannot wait. I am here on purpose. And that purpose is reconnection. Reconnection <laughs> with both from. Actual Brum, I don't know if you remember him, he was a little car, a yellow car, actually. <laughs> Rosie and Jim. Rosie add. and Jim. Oh. Rosie and Jim were some, they were the nation's sweethearts before Phil and Holly came. It was, it was Rosie and Jim. They Rosie taught us how to interact with the duck population. They taught us all about barges. Oh. I often think the barge is, it's the living room of the water, you know. <laughs> you just want to chill. You don't want to particularly, you, know, you don't want to be on a cruise, God no. You don't want to go to Kenya. You just want to have a sit down, put the kettle on, <laughs> maybe have spaghetti hoops, and you're on the barge. And what a barge that is. It's it's a wonderful barge, isn't it? I used to have a, a, a bath toy 
that was a Rosie and Jim canal boat and you could insert Rosie, Jim and the duck onto like the top of this canal boat and just pop it along. And I, I can't tell you. I mean, I'm not a bath person. I'm going to put that out there. Possible future topic. But I, I wow. hate baths. Very claustrophobic. But that boat, oh, it made the it made the bath time sail away. If you'll forgive the pun. I, I forgive it and I, I erase it. If anything, you embrace know, it. I can only imagine that extended the bath time. You were there probably, what, 20, 27 hours, hours? or something yeah. like that? <laughs> so, you know, because it takes a while for the bars. They aren't, as, as, you know, as elegant as they are. <laughs> Speed isn't their slow. virtue, is it? Speed's not it's their not, virtue. It's not, no, it's not the way they go. They, they pride themselves on looks. Character. Yes. Yep. Speed. You've got to you've got to take it with a pinch of salt. And, you know, <laughs> you my do. salt comes pretty grinded. So the the, the nottage that they're offering it is it is minimal. But um, with the combination of the coziness from the indoors, the view out the window, that sweet sound of just the <sighs> through the water, every now and then it's... stopping, unlocking. Passing through. Just, you know, cast that anchor down. Who knows where you've got to be? You might be in Hartlepool. You might be in Hull. You might be in, I don't know, Shepherd's Bush. You might be, but you're unlikely to travel from one of those to the other in under a week. But you might be in any one of them. They do say it's a a voyage, you know. If anything, (laughs) it's, it's a bit of a trek, you know. People have said that in the past. In the Google reviews, they've gone... Would not advise first choice of travel. Maybe take a plane mm. or a bike, not a barge. Yeah, That's Google Google shot. Maps often often says this. If you scroll, so you've you've usually got like your car is your first option, then your walk, then your public transport, and your cycle. If you scroll, if you scroll left, you will you will find the barge option. But they often they often put it last because they prioritise by time by what what's the quickest stop from a to b and ethan yes you know this this is a metric that you can use but is it the metric you should use what happened to yes maybe it will take me two days to get from west london to east london but where will i be in those two days life is not about the destination it's about the climb it's about the bloody climb and you know as joe McElvery and my good old friend miley cyrus said the climb she didn't say much more. She never added much to that. But I, I imagine what she was trying to say was, the climb's pretty rough. It's pretty tough. God knows it's a long, bloody climb. But I say to this, if you said to Samwise Gamgee, would you climb Gembro? He'd probably say, if I could keep a finger, maybe I would. And he did keep a finger. Good old Frodo. He did. Story. What, what a, what a yeah. story. My Lord of the Rings knowledge is massively sufficient to continue this conversation we could go in we could go so far in wonderful well ethan that was you know that let's let's be honest that was a long introduction um it's most (laughs) most people have gone for the um uh hi i'm uh i'm ethan and um i know kirsty from uni Uh, oh i don't know what to say so you know (laughs) You've you've really in in you know in some metrics you've blown them out the water much like uh, a mine would do to Rosie and Jim's canal barge. I hate it when that happens. It is, it is the worst. I, underwater mines are the bane of my life. I, anyways, we, we we won't. This is a this is a this is a topic for a whole other podcast. But I swear to God, I fucking hate underwater mines. 
but so so yes yeah, so so i think we've we've all learned as much about ethan as we'd ever want to know um so we'll, we'll, we'll swiftly move on now he is he is one of the have, have you listened to every episode ethan or most episodes i think i've listened to most i think there's a few that maybe and not even a few i think one one i mean one or two i need to catch up on but i'm a i loved it from the start you know no no, no there was always a time in my calendar for Kirsten gladhill and the just the wide variety of rather beautiful beautifully minded guests that we have on here but yes, yeah, so it's it's been said it's been said before that Ethan goes to sleep listening to this podcast with his phone tucked under his pillow. Well, whether this is truth you know, or not, I think we don't look into. I think the fact that someone said it is enough, and and for, for Ethan's knowledge, the person who said that was the wonderful Mister Will Gilchrist, sold him well, up the river. William is, he's not a teaser. He's not a bloody teaser, let me tell you that for sure. Mm, he's, he's a fine a malt. He's a truther. He, you know, he, he knows this stuff. <laughs> he does. Um, if, if, you have, if you had to pick your, your favourite guest thus far, Ethan, who would you say? Do you know what? It's been, oh, I feel like, you know, they've been so elegant in their own way. You know, I love the whole, because I, I, don't get me wrong, I loved what Richard did. He took two people and he broke that into 14 people <laughs> and for that i just think bloody hell <sighs> this is this is the lancastrian legend that i knew he was mm. from the day one mm. but i'm actually gonna shout shout my kind of way out good old good old miss alice healy who oh. was, she tackled <laughs> you know <sighs> she tackled a topic that i think many people would be scared to go near and god damn did she hit that uh, you know, I I respect that. I loved it. I was I respect. I, I enjoyed the uh, the character ours, the character ours, the character ours. Uh, it was it was just quite quite divine. Mm. That was that was a personal favorite for me personally. It was a. It, it's been said by by many that it that it was in a way a work of art. I think um, both both me and Alice have been contacted by several uh, acting agencies since. I think. So some were um, found me on Facebook and were very surprised to find that I, I wasn't either a fifty-year-old Yorkshire fellow or a twenty-three-year-old um, American man living in Tenerife. So I think, I mean, we we lean into the roles. We're not we're not afraid to you know really commit. I, I think that's where most actors fall down you know like even the likes of you know we were talking about Hugh Grant earlier sometimes you you can see breaks in character and I I think what the great thing about that episode was is that we just we just didn't because it, it felt so right to to give those people a voice I yeah there's there's so many alter egos that you can tap into and you tapped into the the absolute bloody right ones that night <laughs> You know, I... It's I the relatable ones, isn't it? Every, everyone at some time in their life has been planting trees in Tenerife when they, they don't want to be, you know? It's it's it, hard, you know, mm. especially in Tenerife. Like, don't get me wrong, the climate's bloody beautiful, but, mm. you know, the Tenerife want more plants? I mean, God damn, I think the logo is a palm tree as it is, but you you <laughs> had the bravery to go to Tenerife. Did you just call it a logo? <laughs> Well, you know, logo, flag, you know, they're all tomato, tomato. You know, it comes and it goes. They're all very special. But no, the the bravery to just 
go there, you know, go to Tenerife, go to Eleven Reef. You, you, it was beautiful, honestly. That's so I cool. I was just taken aback. I can't believe you just said Eleven Reef. It's not acceptable. <laughs> I'm sorry. We put explicit as a warning on the podcast, but this sort of thing is just not allowed. <laughs> Yeah, it's. I'm sorry. <laughs> what do we even put this down as? Like, what, what, what does it come under as? I'm not. Regulation? I'm. We're just gonna have to hope no one important listens to it. I, d- I don't even know if it's legal, but we're just gonna have to whap it out there. <laughs> right, and so, 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 you might be wondering, listeners, 25 minutes in, what the topic is for today. <laughs> And, oh, do we have a story. You'll be surprised to hear we have a story for you about this one. Because as the other bits that sometimes take two minutes have taken 20, there's a tale involved in this. And in fact, the tale involved in this may well turn out to be the entire episode. So as with, as with all my guests who request to come on, so uh, many, many, you know, many don't have an idea in mind when they're, so, some are burning to talk about something. Some are, and I've used this before, but like a urinary trick tract infection they're burning away to talk about something many people you know they want to come on they want to get their name out there they want to do a bit of networking they want to have a chat to me while you guys can hear but they don't know what about their their mind they haven't got they don't know what they want to talk about and so i i say guys right guys you know you know i can i can help i've i'm a I'm a whirlwind of creativity but but give it a ponder send me over some topics that you think of and we'll you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have a look at that. Most people send over, you know, one or two quite quite clear topics with objective and it's, it's you know, I, I know where they're going with it. What Ethan sent me, um, <laughs> it, well, it's hard to unpick, folks, is, is, is what's going on here. So we're just actually just going to go through. He sent me, he sent me a photo of a portion of a notes on it, on his iPhone um, I will attach this with with the social media pictures so that people can follow along if 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 you if you would like to. I understand, I think three of them, and there's about well, there's over ten. There is. So what we're gonna do? We're just gonna we're gonna go through them one by one. Um. So the the first one, uh, it took me a while to crack it, but I did crack it, and it is HTTYD trilogy, comma. Paddington 2. Yes. Um, so, of course, what we're talking about here is How to Train Your Dragon trilogy. Indeed. Um, possibly, and it's hard because I'm in a bloody... I'm in this constant battle in my head, and it's it's like bloody Federer and Nadal. They go in, bang, Lord of the Rings, How to Train Your Dragon, a shot, How to, uh, Lord of the Rings, boom, drop shot. How strange you're right. I'm like, where, where, the, where, 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 where do I stand on my favourite trilogy of all time? And it has been hard. And my heart is in the Lord of the Rings. My heart is in Hobbiton. Mm. My head. My head and my arm, not my arm, my leg, not the arm. So <laughs> um, does go quite farly and furtherly, which are words I've crafted here yeah. <laughs> into the house train your dragon trilogy which i just think have brought me so much joy they just defined my early to late dating life mm. and more than anything 
you know, they grinded out those tears. They because did. I always struggle to, to cry, you know. People ask you to cry. It's hard. People want you to cry at certain events. You go to a funeral, you think, bloody hell, I'm not crying. I should cry. And I always just think, I've got the codes, you know. You just sit there. Yeah. You have your phone. You put on Netflix or Amazon Prime or any well-serviced. Well, I mean, they're both pretty corrupt. But, you know, anything <laughs> that could potentially stream How the dragon, you... mm. the dragonation, as I call it. Oh, yeah they, they just come they, they, it, is, just... it is good for that it, it's, it's an emotional it's an emotional toll so full, full disclosure i've watched lord of the rings i the, the second film i'm pretty sure i fell asleep during the third film i thought what? was very good the first film oh. i thought was good the second one i don't know if it to be fair i watched them in a binge and that might have been a mistake i watched them no. all in one go as a first time lotter watcher Admittedly, yes, I can see now why this might have been somewhat hopeful. I, I wasn't amazingly swept away with Lotta. How to Train Your Dragon is a fantastic series. I've not re-watched it, I don't think, but I remember upon first watch, I thought it was just just wonderful. I did cry. I cry at lots of things, but I did cry. But but the, the thing is, for, so for, for this topic, what, what I would have said would be a good way to sort of write it down would be... Lord of the Rings versus How to Train Your Dragon, for instance, as opposed to How to Train Your Dragon trilogy, comma Paddington Two, which, as far as I'm aware, Paddington Two not a trilogy. Well, not yet. That's all I'm going to say. Because what I like to do is, you know, for me, Lord of the Rings is very much my past. How to Train Your Dragon also my past, but kind of slightly my present. Paddington Two, Paddington One, Paddington Three my future you know because mm. you know when they drop that the bloody people they're just gonna uproar they're gonna go crazy in a good crazy way they're gonna go like you know congo crazy did you know and you did know i'm sure we all knew right now it is the top rated film in the world i did not know this on rotten tomatoes not not my favorite kind of scheme to vote what, what, Rotten indeed. Tomatoes? Yeah, I... they've, they've got some odd ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. They have, they really have, haven't they? But this was a good one, and I, I fully back it. And I can't really... I, I don't have much... So my... my I I, don't, I think my fingers with the good old... Good old Paddington 2 is... I think the, the when I watched it, you know, there was a frailty about, about me and my housemates... I went with, I don't know if I can drop some names here. Feel free, feel free. But I'll do free. it anyway. The loveliest of loveliest people in the world, girl Amelia Bowling. Oh. Lovely Amelia. Excellent oh, at know, limbo. You, just, oh, you, just, you say a name and a smile just oh, comes to your face. And my housemate of two of my favourite years of my life so just a good person all in all and then Lauren lovely Lauren lovely lovely Lauren and we had this we went and we watched and we we saw Auntie Lucy Auntie Lucy not Auntie apparently mm. they don't want to add that IE but that was the most heartbreaking scene in my life and and when when surrounded by fine friends you know, with with whom one not... shares emotional connections, you know, you it brings it out in you. 
So, I admit now, I, I the first line was clearly quite chaotic, and I can only imagine it's going to get more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I so I can understand them as separate separate talk. I think maybe there should have been a maybe there should have been a a line break between between these I two. Think line breaks would have been good. I think I should have employed some line breaks. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah. The, the, to be honest, the punctuation throughout is is somewhat disturbing. It's pretty poor. It, it's pretty not. Poor. It's not good. Um. Yes. So yes. The, so the second the second thing. So this this is one of the ones I've got to confess that I I didn't understand. Um, it's two words. Is his is his second topic p- potential topic to discuss, um, and it's Chipgate. Mm. Um, so I know yeah. I'm. So let let me just. So for the listeners who who may not be quite as as vocabularily blessed as me, because you probably have never used the word vocabularily, but um, <laughs> the chip. Uh, well, I have several meanings. Uh, you know, a, a, a fried potato-based uh, dish. Um, it can also be a, a, a little crevice in a in a solid material. I think a, a chip off a piece of wood, for instance. Um, I'm sure there are. You know, it's, it's uh, Americans sometimes use it as a name, but no one really knows why. Uh, anyway, there's there's many there's many things a chip could be. A gate is a is, is a sort of. I think it has to be on a hinge, uh, and it's sort of a a way into a property or, or or some sort of closed off area. So so for for those that weren't aware, those those are what the two words mean individually. However, when you put them together, I'm gonna have to hand over to my colleague here. Because, yeah, well, you've you've not you've not you've not really elaborated. Yes. So, chip, chip, old okay, gate, chip, chippy gate, chippy chippy gate, gate. Just said it a few times now. <laughs> let me. It's again. Not, it's not elaboration. Your You're just sort of saying the word again. Um. <laughs> <laughs> let me cast your mind back to depending on how you view good old time, doctor time. Do you recall? 2019, a year that existed in our in our past, mm. and there was a time where, you know, good old Stantons. We all love Stantons. Oh, we do. But but for those for those that don't know what Stantons is, Ethan, we should yes, we should definitely because Stantons deserves every mention. So Stantons essentially is. Chippy, and it is, it's got to go up there and probably my top three chippies of all time. Oh, um, it's oh, I know, it is, it's taken that ticket, it's taken the biscuit. Oh. Um, it is beautiful because what Santa's does, it, it understands the people and it knows <laughs> the, what the people want at 2 a.m. when they're walking home on a dark and uh, quite cold and but also quite energetic night is they just think do you know what i'd like some battered sausage some garlic sauce and a hell of a lot of cheesy chips and that is where i start this story with the cheesy chips and garlic sauce now you're thinking oh well this sounds like a perfect combination because you've got garlic sauce you've got cheese Famously lubricants, you know, you're thinking, oh, what, what could go wrong here? Obviously, those chips are going to slide down his throat. But what happened was, two hours down the line, 
Uh-huh. I woke up and I thought, I thought, oh, oh, you know, I'm almost that eighty percent, probably dropping now to seventy or sixty percent breathable, breathable capacity. Breathable capacity, did you say? Are you are you struggling to breathe at this point? This was true. Yes. So you know, right. the ship had lodged itself in a way that was blocking some some air coming in and out. Oh dear. You know. It, it had very much disrupted the ecosystem. So I just like rolled around, you know, crawled up to your good old, good old flatmate number two, Yeston Hayes, and he just tapped on my back, but he didn't tap hard enough. Not hard enough at all. So I found myself, let's say an hour later, in, in A&E, in the old um, triage, 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 you know, it depends how you pronounce your eyes. And their advice was quite sceptical. They were like, do you know what you need to do right here? You want to have a, a good old load of Coca-Cola. And we're not talking about Diet Coke. We don't mean Coke Zero. We're talking about... Full full, full fat sugar, full Coke. fat Coca-Cola. Oh, yeah. Launch that down your throat. And I was like... Oh, and this was the medical advice. This was pure medical advice. You know, they were like... We don't say this often, but... It's about time you hit the red stuff. I thought, red? I've been grey and black, but I've never been red. And so, you know, I, I, I'm down in all these this coke, and I'm like, I'm shit, must have gone down. And all that's happening, I was being sick. Wow, blah, 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 blah. Just so much sick coming out. And I thought, this isn't happening at all. And then finally, like, you know, they go, oh, okay, you've moved into step two. And I thought, this is step two now? Like, Take some bread. Take some bread. I was like a pigeon. They were just throwing me. I was like, <laughs> um, bread did not work. Bread did not work. That was the, the key finding of this study. Bread that sounds like it would work. get it lodged in more. That doesn't yeah. sound like that would help. I was yeah, I was curious about their method- methodology at this point, but I thought I better not better not question them because right now I'm the idiot with a chip stuck in my throat, you know. You 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 are in a tricky position there, aren't you? Because you you're not yeah you're not really in a position to exert any sort of intellectual authority over it. I mean, it, it's it's quite a low yeah. point, I think. Literally, like you know, they're always going to come back at you and go, you know, you 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 quib into the convo and they go, oh wait a second, have I got a chip stuck in my head? <laughs> no, could you have? And I go. Touche. Got me again. It's the only. It's the only it's response. Bloody touche. It's classic. It's, it's classic doctor. So the bread didn't um, work. The bread did not work. And then this was this was this was when I was like, I thought I'd moved away. You know, I thought I'd escaped the good old parental reign. And Ooh. somehow, some some bloody how, my mother, good old Claire, she's a lovely lady. I will tell you that now. Cw. He'd rang up the hospital and gone, what, what's going on here then? You know, you've got, to, you've got to sort this boy out. He's got an actual chip stuck in his throat. So I was like playing silent game. Admittedly, I was playing silent game because I couldn't talk, but like, <laughs> and somehow she got me a nice little bed and managed to get someone to stick like a, a, like a pipe. I don't think a pipe is the right word. What's the word I'm looking for? Not needle, probably needle. Something, a tube, tube. A tube. A tube in me. I had a tube in my in my arm and I felt like, I was like, God, this is the life. 
Get on casualty soon, please. I'm, I'm just reactive. Was, was the job of this tube to suck out the chip? I tell you what, that would have been an incredible tube. It would have been. <laughs> I, was, I was quite blown away when I was under the impression that's what this was for. No, sadly, the tube was the tube was supplying muscle relaxants, relaxants, relaxants. Ah. And my throat just went and just let that chip down. Oh, and it slid down it like the eel down, you'd like thought a, it was originally. Yeah, the garlic sauce kicked in and it just oh. lubricated that fall. Mm. And then the next day we had a very good some of all and no one spoke for the chip because we were all having such a good time that's that's my story what a what (laughs) a lovely story but so 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 i do you know i understand all this chip gate but where's the gate the gate well you know it's a it's a classic clause people go you know people try and say something and they go you know don't mention that chip gate you know, mm. it, yes, I admit, like, I think slowly you're you're realising that when I submitted this list, <laughs> there was a good chance I was in the middle of a bit of a breakdown, but I think a good one. <laughs> it, it is, it is a good one. You've got, you've got some of the, so I'm going to go, I'm going to go to the ones that intrigue me slightly more. Please do, the, please the, do. Or, or maybe that I don't under, understand as much. <laughs> So the next one that so the, there's some others that I can see where you're going with it, and then the next yeah. one that I'm confused by is um I mean when I say I can see where you're going with it, I've still no idea what's going to happen when we bring <laughs> it up. But I can sort of I can I mean they they sort of make sense that the individual statements themselves are not yes. unreasonable. Tea rooms hyphen squirrels. <laughs> so again yes. familiar with but i'm not going to explain all of these to the listener but i'm familiar with both of those concepts the connection i i'm not as i'm not as clued up on so so could you could you could you just talk us through that so i spent my i guess my best my best years of my life um working at, at tea rooms Good, good old tea rooms, lavender tea rooms, to give it its full name, and to be fair, the full respect it deserves. Um, <laughs> so this kind of existed as a it was a tea rooms or a coffee shop or a it was more than that it was a cafe you know mm. it was a cafe bloody a and <laughs> what it was was it existed on this kind of like holiday park so imagine centre parks. Mm. And then imagine centre parks in the northwest of Lancashire. What the squirrel means is when so I think it was the the the, the winter of twenty seventeen. I think that's the right year. Just to tap into my memory. Uh-huh. And I was pretty much, you know, star worker, star listener, star bloody tea server uh-huh. i was knocking those lattes out like oh. no tomorrow and i was supposed to go to for new years my friends in manchester's manchester's manchester that's not plural manchester but what had happened was <laughs> that the holiday kind of park had decided that there wasn't enough entertainment for the kids for the children and they needed someone to take the hit 
of entertaining them mm. and, you know, kind of supplying that. And they thought, well, God, what better than the bloody lavender tea room? <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I was on my, on my ways, you know, thinking, great, yeah, lovely to work with you all. Can't wait to see you on January the 2nd. And they went, huh, where are you going? And I'm getting the train. And they went, not before you dress up as a squirrel. And I was like, this sounds like a, an interesting situation I've got myself into. And they somehow, because I had taken New Year's Day off, apparently that meant that legally, and I, I, I wonder, I wish I had Tom Sanford on the case because he'd have got me out of this situation. But at the time, I knew very few lawyers. Um, so somehow I found myself New Year's Eve, 6 p.m., admittedly, you know, not the the wild spot, but um, <laughs> dressed as a squirrel. And the issue was with the squirrel costume was you could only see out of the nose. So like, even though the eyes were here, I'm like, you, you could only see out of the nose. And I just had all these kids come up to me going like, that? and I was like, well, I can't see, like my vision is very much like quite straight. Streamlined, yeah, down the nose. That, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was very hard to, like, look down. Mm. Um, so the amount of kids I just, like, I left standing that day, I just feel horrible. And also, I, there was a few kids I just, like, completely walked into. I, I was giving them high fives and I couldn't see where they were, so I was kind of going... Just hitting them in the face. They were, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I faced hit a lot of kids that day. And I, I'm still surprised I'm not, you know in ball stall but it, i guess you know i don't i don't know that this is just restricted to the the squirrel costumes i mean i've i've had my fair share of costumes in my day that have restricted some movement one way or the other when when i was a, a wee youngun i would guess at about 6 or 7 maybe, maybe older than that maybe maybe six, between 6 and 10 i had this white lycra goose costume um oh, wow. because uh, did you ever watch the film bolto you, Bolto. you probably watched, won't have done. I, no, I, I've heard of Bolt as in mm. the dog that's pretty bloody speedy, but Bolto. Mm. Well, sure in, in Bolto, it centers around this wolf. I, I think he's a wolf or, or like a sled dog or something. <laughs> and he's he's in charge of like, he's very important. But he has this friend called Boris the Goose, who I think is actually quite a minor role in the film, but I took as an idol straight away um and my mum made me this white lycra goose costume but because me and my friend both loved this film and we both loved boris but mum couldn't make two costumes and she's only one woman you know that this she slaved for weeks on this costume and so me and my friend Catherine, who's actually been on the podcast before she would take the top half of the goose costume and i would take the bottom half of the goose costume and she'd have the the flippers and I'd have the head. And we'd both wear goggles, but it's unclear why. But it, it, it just happens. <laughs> but but it, n- nonetheless, the, the costume, you know, it was made fabulous. I'm not I'm not putting any shade on Jane here. J- Janie G is, is my mother. She Naturally. absolute she's she's a, a a legend with a sewing machine. No no one could take that away from her. But the the costume was somewhat restrictive in in terms of mobility and and vision and you know naturally and and where were you perform you know where was the performance here like obviously this is mm. art in motion and if anything you know 
I guess just walking around is, you know, serving the people. Mm. But did your mother, you know, and yourself, I guess, take this to, let's say, you know, the school, the school play? So the, the the this this costume, I believe. So we did we did reenact Balto several times, but th- this was very much confined to the house. The one costume that I did, my I was obsessed with the Incredibles, and for a oh. for a Mufti day, I went in. Mum made me a Violet Parr costume, and I went yeah. in dressed as Violet Parr. And and this was a performance that roped in the whole of my year two. Age group. My brother refused to come into school that day for for sheer embarrassment. <laughs> um, but but I got I got everyone joining in on a good old Incredibles reenactment. I can't remember who Frozone was, but whoever it was was obviously was the best person. Good stuff. Mm. Frozone is probably the coolest person you'll ever meet. I mean, I've not met him, but you have. So I, I have. Mm. And and yeah, I think will. the best line in that whole film comes from Frozone's wife. <laughs> I think everyone... Yes. yes. This is universally agreed upon as the best line. Yeah. And Frozone oh, is he's yeah. looking for his super suit. And he his, his wife, I think, is called Honey, or girlfriend is called Honey. And he's like, Honey, yeah. where is my super suit? Uh, and she and he's like i need it i I need it i'm gonna go fight the greater good and she is like i am your wife i am the greatest good you are ever gonna get (laughs) oh man honestly i think the world could have ended in 2004 and we'd all be happier for it because that is that's a sign of life Mm. that I actually, do you know what the thing is? I feel horrifically bad for this. I've not watched The Incredibles 2, but a bit of me is like... I'm tempted to end I the podcast want, now. I don't I I'm don't sorry. want to talk to you. I don't know what to say other than, I don't know what it is. It's almost like I'm scared to watch it. I understand that. I was sceptical, but it is, mean, it is actually a good film, but I've it could never be... I've heard it's amazing. For me, it could never be as good as the first. But it was a very good it, yeah. film. Right, I think we're going to yes. approach one more of, of the shit show of topics that we have on here. No, but, you, I... you know, you'll receive the photo, listeners, and um, uh, you, you'll you'll understand why we... You know, you know this this is clearly a two-episode thing. So, we, you know, we'll, we'll be back. But the, the, the next one... And the punctuation mix-up in this is is one of my favourite things about it. And, and the multiple mentions of the word grandmas in different contexts... Um, but it the, the whole thing is bread with every meal, open bracket, French baguette, comma, marks and sparks at grandma's, hyphen, sweet shop grandma, hyphen, <laughs> chipgate, close brackets. N- now, I'm no. familiar with the chipgate part. Uh, continue with the rest. So, I have, I imagine, you know, most well, I don't know, but let, 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 okay. So I have a grandma who is a lovely lady. Um, in fact, so lovely. There's two of them who are actually separate people, which just sometimes blows my mind. I know like, that's so lovely that there's two of them. When you become that so, lovely, do you split into two people? Sometimes, you know, just can't control that much niceness. And I'm just gonna, 
Bloody hell. Got a multiply, haven't I? Nice, She's got a fucking multiply. Separate, you know. It's like the opposite of when Jacob and Bella's son or daughter, I don't know, I'm not a Twilight expert. Like, but anyway. Sounds like you know um, a bit about it. Yeah, I, I probably am. I, <laughs> I may, may or may not have watched all the films. So my, <laughs> no, no, my, my, so I've got two grandmas, and they're very different people, but they're very lovely people. And I think I'll start with, I guess I'll start with good old grandma sweet shop. And you'll probably be asking, yeah, oh God, what makes a grandma sweet shop? That's exactly what I'm asking, Ethan. Tell you about good old grandma sweet shop, Judith. When you break the kind of barrier, but she knew I called her Judith. She would, she'd be so angry. She'd be like, "You can't call me." Judith. Not on a first name basis, not on just radio. yet. No, definitely not. You know, not on the radio still. So <laughs> lovely, lovely grandma, sweet shop. She owned a local laundress. You know, we came over, and she this really lovely thing where she'd kind of like basically what happens. She'd collect all the magazines, the kids' magazines, and she. I don't know if you remember this, so Kirsty. So, uh-huh. if you imagine um, your, I don't know, I mean, like, I don't know if your childhood involved magazines, but mm. I'm familiar with the concept. It's it's a, it's a it's a lightning concept, and it, sometimes these magazines came with like toys, especially for the younger ages. Mm. So you know, you'd have your magazine here, and then the kind of bottom quartet. Maybe you have a little <laughs> toy. It, it might be like a little. I don't know. Like match attacks packet. Yes. Match attacks. Oh, RIP match attacks. Shootout mm. cards, you know, something like dot two cards, anything. Something that gets the kids Some going, sort of collectible. That makes the kids think, mm. I want to buy this magazine again. Yeah. Because back then, you know, capitalism does not work on kids. You've got to give them something that says, mm. if you buy this again, I will give you some cards. Yeah. Um, and... My grandma essentially is one of the biggest frauds in the, the Londres game. Um, I'm sorry, she's a lovely lady, one of the best. But she has deprived a lot of Blackburn kids, so a lot of kids in the Blackburn area have grown up completely unaware that toys come with magazines. Because what she used to do was she'd collect the magazines before they were released. And she go, huh, I've got a sack here. I'm going to take this, throw it in the sack. What? And then when my grand, my grandkids come, a.k.a. me, I am that person, apparently. Also, there's two of us, but we won't speak about them. No. Um, and she was just like, oh, yeah, go some toys, kids. I was like, God, you're just the best grandma ever. What? So she, she stole was, them from the shop? You know, she, she stole from the the town of Blackburn. Um, what? That's right. She was sneaky. She was a sneaky stealer. She was a big sneaky stealer. Oh man, she was probably the best in the business. Um, so, so hang on. Let me get. Can I just? Her. Can I just get this straight? So like, she's in the in Londis in in your 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 local newsagent type shop. She would go in, rip the toys off magazines without purchasing them, and bring them back to you. That was based. Yeah, that is basically the. <laughs> That is it. You know, she, she claims, and, you know, I guess, you know, okay, fair enough, she had a family inside, but does that... Does well, that it is still illegal. Allow, yeah, a little bit illegal. Ethan, like, how, have you, how have you come to be... I mean, you're such a lawful man. I 
had no idea you had this sort of tomfoolery in your genes. I know. Well, this this is the issue. I I have struggled with this <laughs> for so long. I've grown up with this. I've I've borne the shame of <laughs> I guess thievery. To be honest, I don't mm. know. That's the only way you can call it. Can I ask you a, a more, I guess, more personal question? Go on. Have you heard of bread? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yes, yes, um, I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat familiar with the concept. So bread is pretty splendid. You know, I absolutely love bread. Mm. Have you heard of bread? When you have any meal, do you think, I'm probably going to meal here, or do you think, I maybe want some bread with us i am a huge fucking bread fan any sort of like indian get a naan if you can get a flatbread in there get a flatbread in there if you can get some focaccia oh i love a focaccia a ciabatta i i am a huge huge bread girl so yes ethan yes i do because bread is just spectacular so i'm gonna move on now to if i can of course of course you know your prerogative. I'm going to cross cross the metaphysical pond um, that doesn't exist in <laughs> Lancashire. I'm going to go over from the East Lancs to the West Lancs. I'm going to go over to my good old grandma Jane. Great. Bloody good. Oh. Bloody you good know, grandma. I, just, I can't even begin to describe how nice she is. But her best quality is probably her bread service. We went to good old grandma Jane's and she spotted some good old bread. But it wasn't spread. It was a French baguette. Oh, now, love a French baguette. I don't know if you've had, yeah, I don't know what your opinion on on the French baguette, but it's probably the best bread. I love a warm... So we, we call them French sticks for some reason. I don't know if that's a thing or if that's my family, but... No, I think that's fine. means the same thing. I love a, like a fresh, warm French stick from the co-op, mm. at, like just when it's been, or, or any 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 bakery, but the co-op's just cheap and yeah, easy. Naturally, and I, I love it. And you put you pop a bit of marge on, it melts right in, and oh. you 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 hear the crunch, and then so you get through the crunch of the of the skin, as it were, and you approach yeah. the soft interior, and you just let it sink you let your teeth sink in it is just so yes i'm partial to a french baguette you sound like a french baguette fan and i'm so glad to hear that mm. my good old grandma she was like she used to host us every tuesday and whatever the weather whatever the whatever the meal there'd be a there'd be a bowl of french baguette cut up she was an animal she knew how to cut mm. you know she had to... but then you go home and your dad is going, oh, should we have some bread with everything? And your mum's going, no, no, let's not have some bread with lasagna. That's double carbs. And I'm like, oh, come on. Imagine having a lasagna sandwich. Oh, oh, oh probably yes, please. very, who knows? <laughs> I don't know. But bread with anything is just good. We used like, to, so we, you know, you know how you can get like packaged sliced bread from the shops. Oh, well, yeah. So my family is a bit bread snobby because dad makes. So dad's always like made us his own bread, which is Steve. It is glorious, and I'd, I'd never what? take that away from you. Yeah, no, fuck, that is incredible. It's it's with, to be fair, it's with them. Like, it, it, we have like a a machine that cooks it, but it nonetheless. Still. 
it it's it's oh, glorious. Anyway, so this yeah. is this has led to my parents being a bit bread snobbish. And um and so they always used to call so I grew up like I thought that white sliced bread because they always called it crapper bread because they were like it's crap. But I thought yeah. this was its name because I was a child and I'd only ever heard it been referred <laughs> to as crapper bread. And so in a year 3 uh I had to write like a leaflet on how to make the perfect sandwich. And at the time I loved crapper bread. So but I was like no. you get two slices of crapper bread <laughs> from the go- <laughs> in, in the uh, in the little instructions thing and my teacher had to oh, call my no. parents and be like uh <laughs> <laughs> can you explain this to her but yeah so so you've got you've got your french baguette from your from your grandma jane yeah no i feel like we we yeah sorry i'm <laughs> my my guess <laughs> my guess my guest speech is getting slower and slower as, as the yeah, evening no. progresses so it's possibly time to call it here so okay. um i think we can all agree we've we've so we said at the end of the intro that we'd learned more about ethan than we needed to i think that has you know extended really and and continued throughout the episode we now we now know more did we want to well we're here so that's 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 a statement um but i think at this point we we hope to have ethan back on in the future if if he if he'll have us um but we will we will sign off for now so it's a bye from me and it's goodbye from me. Knowing me, <laughs> Ethan Williams. Knowing you, Kirsty Gladhill. Aha. Aha. And we'll see you all next season. It's the end of the season. Thanks for listening, what? everyone. We'll see you soon.